You know, I think about us, the three of us, what we could be. I think about it all the time. Please, it's terrible. No, it's not. I know June. She's my friend. I care about her. How's your day going? You look pretty. Thanks. I wore it just for you. Her father's a driver named Nick. He helped me to survive. Yes, you can, because I can't lose you. I'm not gonna let anything happen to you. What about you? Your girlfriend is a badass. Welcome to Above the Garage, a Nick and June, The Handmaid's Tale podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome to our deep dive into season two, episode four of The Handmaid's Tale, which is entitled The Other Women. This episode is intended for longtime fans of the show, so there will be spoilers. We talk about the show in the context of the show to date, which is through season four. Uh, let's do our round of introductions and dive in. Hi, I'm Megan. Hi, I'm Marigold. Hi, I'm Yulia. Hi, I'm Scarlett. And I'm Kate. So obviously this episode focuses so much on June's guilt about many things and the people she's hurt, including um, Luke's ex-wife, Annie. And it struck me as very notable that she appears to carry much more guilt and remorse about what they did to Annie than Luke ever does. Do we ever see Luke show remorse for how he's hurt Annie? Do you remember? As far as I can remember, no. I don't think Luke even saw Annie in that cafe with... um... Right when June was holding Hannah, so yeah. my my head canon is that Luke has not shown any. So that time after they have sex and June asks him to leave his wife, even then it's there's no guilt over Annie. It's just like okay, yeah, you know. And so I and I hadn't thought about it like this until I was really like overthinking the whole June guilt thing. And then, you know, to the phone call in this episode when he is just screaming at her and we find out it's actually a recording, which I thought was kind of interesting um, because of a future episode when June has to send Luca recording telling him about her affair and she is much more guilt ridden over it. Right. I mean, she says this is so hard. She's crying and she's talking. She tells him she loves him. She's being very like gentle and loving with him while telling him this thing that she's so guilt-ridden over right even though she loves Nick she feels terrible about it so it's like it's interesting because we've got the voice recording that Luke leaves for Annie which is not nice and not very caring not caring at all it's actually just straight up like mean and hurtful even though he's hurt her I mean she has been hurt I understand it happens but you could take care with a person that you're supposed to love and he doesn't seem to do that anyway so no guilt in that voice recording and then there's June's recording about Nick to Luke that has is just dripping with like guilt and remorse and we've seen throughout the season the first couple seasons when you can tell how much she loves him but she won't even say it yeah and you know that that is a function of her guilt and remorse over Luke so mm-hmm. it's just interesting I hadn't thought about it before but now that this episode is so like soaked in June's guilt um I thought it was very notable the difference in their feelings towards their exes and fred too like fred has no remorse over sleeping with the handmaid instead of serena no, no definitely not <laughs> like none he's just not like enough. i think she can when she confronts him he's just like i forget but it's dismissive basically not at all yeah. like oh i'm sorry yeah and i think i also was thinking about yeah june's guilt and like you said, in, I think it was season two, episode nine, when um, Nick returns from Canada and he tells June, of, uh, you know, 
Luke loves you, you know, all the other info. Yeah. I think that she just felt so guilty that she felt like she couldn't tell Nick that he she loved him in that moment. Right. Like, he just he- told, told her that his, you know, her husband loves her, like, and then never stop. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So... Yeah, that's what it looks like because, and it even seems like Nick understands that when he yeah. tells her "I love you" and goes to like kiss her cheek, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He's being very um, respectful of yeah. her space, and he's just saying like, "I know this is a lot to take in. I love you. I'm going." You know. Yeah. And I think that that's really cool and respectful yeah. of you. And he felt guilt um, at the bar. Yeah. You know, oh, he definitely. was struggling. Yeah, he was struggling over how to how and what to tell Luke, but wanting to give him like information. Yeah. And you know, he wasn't he wasn't there not to help Luke either. Like he he wanted yeah. to tell her that he she was okay and something that he <laughs> should know that she was pregnant. Um yeah. and the script says like there's actually that script a scene you can see online of the scene which I love because it says that Nick is feeling like so much guilt over trying to decide what and how to tell him, you know. Okay. Obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah. So anyway, I just think that everyone, Nick and June, have both felt a lot of guilt and remorse over the Luke situation. Yeah, and, uh, June especially. Yeah, definitely. And even um, in season one, episode five, when when June and Nick are having sex for the very first time with Serena in the room, uh, he, he says, "So why does this feel this time feel like I'm cheating on Luke?" And mm-hmm. at that point she thought that Luke was still dead. So I think it's interesting that even though, you know, she thinks her husband's dead, she still has this guilt. Yeah. You know, and she's in this place that like, I I, kind of feel like she resisted her feelings towards Nick for a while. Yeah, I agree. So I think because she just had this guilt over it. Um, Right. And then, um, and is it eight where they open up like cuddling yeah and her voice over there has guilt laced into it as well like i'm mm-hmm. a bad person you know if i were a better person i wouldn't be coming yeah. back here um yeah it's just a recurring theme that i'm sure she's still feeling i, I mean yeah. yes obviously we can see in season four that she's trying to like do what she's supposed to do with luke even though yeah. you see in episodes nine and ten that she still feels she's in love with Nick not Luke. yeah and I think in the recording that she sent to Luke in season three mm-hmm. like she says she's ashamed she says that she loves him or she says that you'll always have my love and I think she she genuinely means it like mm-hmm. I think that she loves Luke and she'll always love Luke in a way yeah. Sorry, on the cosplays, but <laughs> well, um, yeah, it makes sense. But, you know, like I think she loves him in a familial sense or like a deep friendship, but right. not in that romantic way anymore. Um, right. So and she, I think she would, if she could choose, she would choose to because she feels guilt and she thinks she's yeah. supposed to. Yeah. Um, and she just couldn't make that happen in season four. I also talked about four oh seven, like on the boat scene with june and moira june says he's never gonna forgive me and i know she's talking about um in regards to not bringing hannah with her mm-hmm. moira says all these years he's waited for you so mm-hmm. i'm kind of like is she guilty because feels guilt because he's also like you know remained faithful to june yeah june. i mean I, I think that is 
people. True. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and you see, I mean, even on the internet, when you're talking to people, that is a common theme. He's waited all this mm-hmm. time for her. Like she owes it to him. Right. And unfortunately, that's not how it works. No. Um, and she doesn't owe anybody anything at this point. I think as gently as she could, I think she tried to break it to Luke, you know, like mm-hmm. in the, the nicest, kindest way possible that she could to like give him the opportunity to move on. Yeah. Know, find somebody else if you wanted that. But. I think I, I agree and I think she was maybe being too gentle and she should have been a little clearer um, <laughs> because saying like I'll, I'll, you'll always have my love mm-hmm. I understand if you need more than that I think that that probably should have been a little more like you should move on you know yeah uh, but maybe she wasn't ready to say that I don't know yeah uh, but yeah she has a lot of guilt uh, when it comes to Luke definitely mm-hmm. And also, I wanted uh, to correct from the spoiler-free, we, we kept saying that this episode is called The Other Woman, and I realized it's called The Other Women, which is a notable difference. Didn't mean to make that mistake. I, I, all of our notes, I think, still applied about the name, yeah. but I also think that maybe it's just as a greater, I think she's feeling guilt and thinking about all the other women that she's hurt throughout her life, including Annie. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, you see... Um, Alma and the other handmaids who've been, you know, yeah. they've had their wrists burned on the stove. Mm-hmm. And who else? Rita even yeah. gets hit because of June's like attitude to Serena. Yeah. I imagine there are a lot more women that could even be listed. I have um, <laughs> the when Luke is um, finishing his monologue to June after uh, trying to convince her that everything's going to be fine after yelling to Annie on the phone, he he gives her a hug and you see June, you know, her expression is a little doubtful, you know, of what's going on. And that reminded me of, you know, in the past episode when Nick tells her they made contact and, you know, they're kind of saying goodbye. He tells her, you know, that it's best for her to leave. And then they go hug. She kind of keeps her eyes open the same way, but towards the end, you can see that she gives in. So there's that difference in, in the intimacy between the both of them. Um, I wrote down that, um, so I think Yulia was talking earlier about like the concept of like identity within this episode Mm -hmm. and the way that Aunt Lydia talks about the concept of June versus Offred um, reminded me of the season four season season finale. (laughs) Well, that didn't take long. Try not to go there first. Sorry, guys. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like the finale of season four is just like summary of all the previous seasons. <laughs> like best of uh, season yeah. one, two, four. <laughs> so it reminds me of when Fred talks about missing Offred. Mm-hmm. And um, like he asks, like, oh, can may I call you June? Like, so it's just this idea of like in Gilead they try to separate like your identity and like you have to become this new identity so that was yeah that reminded me of and also friend. when she says Aunt Lydia like you know my name um she says that to Fred too like my mm-hmm. name's always been June yeah and I, I would say that 410 is extremely similar to this episode because it's the next time that she's fighting June versus Alfred like who am I I need to mm-hmm. I need to decide if I'm June or if I'm Alfred and you know probably it's some combination therein but I I think that they're very similar in that way 
and we, yeah we also have this same um pattern with with moira and ruby ruby i mean yeah. had a struggle with with finding her moira right to the back and she, she called told, herself ruby. Yeah, yeah yeah she named herself ruby and and then we we have moira like in episode two is it two nine when they visit Canada? When she totally goes the other way, says, my name is not Ruby, I'm Moira. So this is when mm-hmm. she takes destroys back this. Yeah, yeah, takes back, fully takes back Moira and destroys her Ruby side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um also interesting is with, with Janine when she needed to become off Daniel and she was just off Roran. Oh my god, I know. And she struggled so much with this change and this is this is so forgot i mean think about like why 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 did they why did they change their names on top of everything else and make them continually lose their no identity like that is so property that's how they're property yeah yeah ah it's so infuriating me this off system we never hear how that's like who creates that right i just want to make sure they die in the yeah but it's it was brilliant though also that it's like it's spelled off well, it's not spelled off Fred, but it basically is like off Fred when he's killed. Yeah. Him, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. yeah, it's like a belonging thing. And then, I don't, you know, they didn't even think about that because Margaret Atwood is the one that came up with this naming system. But boy, did it work out nicely. Oh, and then she offs Fred. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I just like Nick's sadness. This whole, you know, it's this episode and the next couple, I guess. Yeah, Nick's sadness over June being gone, right? like is mm-hmm. these are scenes that are very interesting to me they're like heartbreaking but I like to watch them sometimes because he's just like you know in this scene and then a scene where he's burning where she's burning the letters um he's just like looking in her eyes like searching like deeply for this June that he you know for June that he's been with for two months at the at the globe and he knows so well and he loves so much and she he cannot like locate her in her eyes and in her body and it's just like terrifying to him it's so terrifying to him that he goes to Serena and does the dumbest thing ever you know and asks her to take her to a mental health doctor which is the right thing right. to do obviously but yeah. he just wasn't thinking oh right Serena doesn't give a shit about anything except being miserable mm-hmm. and making sure everyone else is miserable and then um, that tips Serena off to what she was probably already thinking she's like that was the nail in the coffin she's yeah. like mm-hmm. probably you, he had something to do you, with you her just, being gone yeah, I, I think like yeah. these these scenes, I don't know, for me maybe are where I see more than any how much he cares about her and how distraught he is that he can't um, find or see like June in her right now and that she's like really gone. And that like mental health doctor, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. Gilead does not employ many <laughs> mental health doctors. <laughs> yeah, but I mean- he's true but he was panicking you he's know so like, desperate yeah, yeah. I, she's gonna i'm gonna lose her i can't lose yeah. her and i it's very sweet um, i mean it's also not just june but also their baby yes um, absolutely yeah. yeah when serena went into june's room and was touching her belly it made me like think like oh I wonder if Nick did this with her at the Boston Globe obviously it wouldn't be creepy like Serena but yeah if I I may like if I may insult you know if I may criticize the show 
like you're saying, Thanks. you could have given us Nick feeling the baby kicking. Come on. Big miss there. If it's in the outtake <laughs> somewhere, just slip yes. it back in there and we'll so, forgive send you. Send it to us. <laughs> send it to us. <laughs> just give it, give yeah. us a flashback you of it. You can find us on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's still very early, isn't it? Like, I don't like, know. The, the timeline. Like, yeah, like, like um, sh- when she gets to Boston Globe, she says she's five weeks pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> then at the beginning of uh, two, three, yeah. she said mm-hmm. she's been two months in in the Boston Globe. Right, so it's just a little over but three months. But then Serena says 92 days she's yeah. been gone. Yeah. So then that's over three months plus. The, so we're getting into our fifth month here, you know. I mean, so, I mean yeah, if, if, if it's like this, the then okay, okay, fifth month, I can see that. But <laughs> yep. if it's just 90 can... day, 92 days in, in like the whole, like, like yeah, well, because- I think she means like you've been gone from my clutches for ninety days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I couldn't, I couldn't feel. Was that one like one wife. month again in the red center? Or? I don't know, but I don't know. I, I, let's not do a timeline say- thing. Because, <laughs> uh, well, she is noticeably pregnant, so I'd put her at five mm-hmm. months because I mean, okay, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. Months. Let's say, okay. Why not? Then I can say okay. <laughs> I can accept that she feels. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that also it reminded me um june's belly like the way that she crawls into bed holding june's belly well two things the luke scene that we just saw recently doesn't he isn't he doing the same thing under the sheets mm-hmm. oh yeah and, it, and yeah. the script mm-hmm. notes said that he's touching the baby like absently or something it really doesn't look like that he looks caring and then um but what i was thinking when you're saying that is when mckenna grace i'm sorry who's amazing oh. um Mrs. Keys, Esther at the farmhouse in season four, after June's encouraged her to murder her rapist, she crawls into bed behind June and, sp- and spoons June. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Yes. Yeah, and they so. have this whole moment that's somehow much nicer than this moment with yeah. Serena. The post murder, the, per- the post teenage murder cuddle. I prefer this one. It's actually a beautiful scene. Actually, I mean, covered in blood, but it was a beautiful bonding moment for both of them. Show is good at stuff like that. Uh, We were talking about Luke earlier, like especially his way of always finding optimism, even in the coolest or yeah, yeah, (laughs) like actually, it never came to mind until now. But I think like he's really a good example of toxic optimism actually yeah yeah i never heard that term before but uh, it's like if you if you forcefully try to make everything positive like even if you try to like even if someone is feeling really down and and stressed out and you just go up to this person Uh and try to and tell him oh don't everything's okay too much yeah everything's okay mm-hmm. and just, just well it invalidates and, and minimizes yeah. how you're feeling yeah I mean, he's yeah because you're minimizing somebody's experience yeah. you're invalidating their feeling right which he does you know throughout yeah. season four but but and that he does but say, also in this scene when 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 june's like kind of feels guilty about wrecking Luke's marriage and being the other woman and he says oh no don't think about her like we are together now everything yeah like, he doesn't matter yeah 
Well, and she and he yells at her. He when he's yelling at Annie on the voicemail, he yells "Move on," which is, um, you know, his tagline. Um, so it's it's there's a lot of similarities, I think. Doing this rewatch, um, I'm, I mean, I noticed this the first time I watched it, but since I'm paying more attention now, you know how, and obviously I've seen the whole show. How obvious these last two episodes were, hinting that. June's marriage was not ideally what she should have done, you know, first with, you know, what we see with her mom in the past episode and what we see how she feels like this whole episode is about guilt, about the guilt that she feels and the flashback that they used to signify that is, you know, the fact that, you know, she met with Annie and all that happened with Annie. So I think, you know, the the show's showing you that for a reason. Sometimes people don't pick on that but they could have chosen something else and they they just chose to show us that and one of the most like guilt-filled episodes and we see her guilt all throughout all the seasons maybe not so much in season three but she goes back to that guilt that she pushes down in season four so there's also that parallel there as well yeah I also wrote um because I was reflecting on that Omar was the first death that I'm not gonna say she caused but like her actions contributed towards it yeah Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was thinking about how like in season three there was Hannah's Martha there was Mrs. Lauren there was a few other people of Matthew yes so and you can just kind of see that June becomes I guess hardened in a way or less sensitive maybe to their deaths or maybe she just pushes down that guilt but in this episode I mean obviously that guilt was at the top of her mind so it's just yeah it's interesting to see her transformation like I'm sure part of her had to suppress some of that guilt just to survive Survive. yeah that's what I think on the topic of their marriage which we see a little more of in this episode and um in the last episode this was also a focus because Holly her mom says I don't think you should marry him I don't think you should settle and um, in the future, we see Moira flashbacks saying, I don't think you should marry him, June. And June herself has doubts that we see in season four. So, and, and now, and I just, I think that they, the show gave us so many signs throughout the seasons, just saying that their relationship was not the right one for June. You know, Luke is not malicious, but he's not a great fit for June. And, no, uh, she questions it in the book as well. Would we have made yeah. it? I don't even know if we would make it. Or something. And that's obviously why they're putting it in the show, because it's, it's a theme kind of in the book. Yeah. Where she's questioning, well, this kind of, she has those thoughts. Like so many flashbacks show us a lot of doubt about that mm-hmm. topic. And then obviously when she gets back to Canada, we see that. It's kind of over. So I have... When Aunt Lydia said, wonderful, God will certainly bless this house with peace. I thought that was pretty funny because their house is the most unpeaceful place ever. And it ends up with Serena burning it to the ground. I enjoyed that um, foreshadowing. That was all. What you got, Yulia? Uh, I had uh, also a note on the baby showers because we we, um, get to see another Serena baby shower in season four. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is um, well, not really what she expected for her own <laughs> child's baby shower. Yeah. That's right. 
as joyous as she is in this one, as pissed and and desperate she's in the one we see in season yeah. four. <laughs> where she's just sitting with Fred, her most beloved husband. Uh-huh. Most beloved. I'm wrapping all those nice presents from uh, I don't know. Well some of them were followers. Like, like yeah, like followers. There was like little like commander's outfit oh i still hate that oh, <laughs> oh, oh. so creepy yeah yeah but the only only real gilead present she gets is from naomi right when she comes yeah. visit, she brings her something for the baby as well i think okay. she brought in a few gifts from yeah. oh yeah baby. a few gifts you're yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah. june has uh actually gets something of a baby shower from her friends right oh uh, yeah 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 after she thought she was gonna she die. Died. Yeah. I yeah. Think it's, it's episode six of season two. Uh, yeah. yeah. When she's back and she's she lets her sleep in in the sitting room and kind of bonds a little with her and yeah, invites the handmaids over. Yeah, because she realized she pushed her to the edge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now she's like, Oh, I'm just gonna let you have lunches with friends and uh, yeah, they should yeah. she, they should have made a shame circle with Serena, put her in the yes. middle. that's your fault, your mm-hmm. fault. <laughs> They really should have. Aren't, the um, fact that she could endanger her baby the way she did in that. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't care. She's, she sucks. Oh, yes, she does. But Yvonne, uh, you're awesome and we love you. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. We're talking about the character here. Always. Yes. Always. Those <laughs> <laughs> are funny when June repeats we've been saying good weather like a million times. And I feel like Canada always has really shitty weather in this show. Because they're always going oh, yeah. to winter. It's always fall or winter. Yeah, it's always yeah. fall or winter. And it's been raining for the past couple of episodes, too. So, anything um, else, you guys? Well, um, there was the Rita Serena dynamic uh, when, you know, Serena slaps Rita. Like, you know, obviously she mistreated her. It, I, I don't think that was the first or the last time. But then when we get to season four, you know, we see that dynamic between them, you know, kind of Rita feels like. Not that she owes something to Serena, but I've always asked myself, like, why would she go see her? You know, such yeah. toxic kind of relationship, you know, when, Doctor you know, syndrome, I think. exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's what I was looking for. So I um, think, you know, but I don't like it that. either. It makes me uncomfortable. And I feel like I think even Amanda Brugel said in an interview recently that she could see Rita um, working with Serena and helping her like raise her baby. And that bothers me yeah I can yeah. see it too like I can see yeah. that happening and yet... I could just see her take the baby from Serena and raise it as her own not with Serena that is a, like, that, that is that a thing I'd like home. to see yes yeah that would be amazing wouldn't it that yeah. would be an acceptable scenario <laughs> yeah I would love that mm-hmm. so much yeah. do you guys have anything else I did a really really nice uh, research on the topic I'm going to talk about now oh yay yay uh, pigs. <laughs> <laughs> the episode or the animal? Um, the the animal. Okay. Let's of course, the animal. Yeah, because there's so many, like, a lot of talk about pigs in, like, Ooh. not just yeah. this episode, but like overall and also in the future. For example, it starts out with June. Maybe it was the first episode when she, um, yeah, compares herself with or. It, not just herself, but also the handmaids in general with prized pigs. Mm-hmm. Um, we get um, June when she's in this butcher truck with this pig carcasses. 
um, which I saw like as a as a nod of okay, um, there are these dead pigs. So maybe this is kind of a this is the end for June being a handmaid. So like her handmaid identity is going to end here. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, that would have been nice. Yeah, we 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 had um, in this episode we had this pig ball talk. Yeah, the pig and the pink ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she she would like to have such a ball because she said that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she's back to be a prized pig. She sees yeah. herself in this pig role again. Huh. Obviously, in uh, season four, we have the whole episode called Pigs. Yes, <laughs> which can be named after the animal we see. I think it was called Mister Darcy, right? Yeah, it was. And yeah, Mister Darcy. Yeah. <laughs> But also, of course, um, they mean the, the, yeah, bad people like this. this right. They're double entendres. Yeah. And so if, if you look at this analogy of pigs and thinking about what, like, the animal pig as a symbol means for different cultures and different, um, yeah, ways of looking at it. Uh-huh. Um, so usually a pig is an, an kind of a dirty animal. Even though yes. they're not really dirty, but it's seen as something That's dirty. That's weird, yes. Yeah, but uh, domesticated pigs are also a symbol of luck, of luck and are given as price. So, yeah. um, but in the Bible, the pig is actually a very, very unholy animal. That's why, like, Jews are not eating pigs. So I, I, I kind of thought that it was really, really interesting why they use this, this symbolism of um, pigs a lot. And... Um, and, and Celtic symbolism, it also can mean divine feminine. Really? Oh. Yeah. So it's like, well, it was, so I was really going down the rabbit hole. I love the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> I love the pig rabbit hole. So, yeah. And, and pigs are like humans, kind of the, that we're like omnivores, so we can eat everything. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really great that they kind of use this thread. Yeah, the they continue throughout all of yeah. them. Yeah, that's a great note. I had not put that together, despite there being an episode called Pigs and us talking about the pig story. Um, I love that. Good, good rabbit hole about pigs. <laughs> so I have this thing with um with the show presenting June's name. Um, we know in the book we don't find out Alfred's real name, but the show does give us her name, and it's interesting to me that the first episode is called Alfred, and mm-hmm. we see you know, her journey as Alfred, like how she gets the Waterford house when she gets captured, like how she quote unquote becomes Alfred. Right. Um, and then um, season two, episode one, it's called June. Um, and we see a little bit more of, of, you know, maybe what made June or, you know, in the, throughout the whole season, we have deeper flashbacks of, of her mindset before Gilead and, you know, during Gilead. And then yeah. you see how she's kind of like waving one between the other, which for me, they're the same person, you know, but in this precise episode, there's that whole June versus Alfred um, situation, especially with Aunt Lydia's conversation when she um, wall, brings right. her to see Omar's body. Um, and it's a recurring theme, June versus Alfred, like, you know, in the finale. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, but in this episode, though, what I liked was at the beginning, and I know I said it, 
you know, when she's all chained up to the bed and her lips are all dry and stuff. And she looks like a psychopath because this is what Elizabeth Moss does so well. She's amazing. Um, she stands up to Lydia. Actually, wait, like, you know? side note, side note. Dave is like, he told one of our friends, I don't know, like, what's fucked up about Kate, but her favorite scenes are rewatching Elizabeth Moss going, like, insane. Like, when she's screaming at Tuella. Like, who doesn't? You're right. I do love that shit. I don't apologize for it. She's amazing. She's great. She does. And you know what's funny to me? Elizabeth Moss is this girl next door. I think she's beautiful. Mm. Blonde hair, blue eyes, and she has this smile that lights up a freaking room. And she plays the psychotic, like down to a T. So um, in this episode, you know, what really caught my attention is I really liked at the beginning how we see kind of June in season three and season four, like that June, like all rebel June, I don't give a shit. You know, she's chained to the bed, looking like a psychopath, her lips are chopped. She gets up in Lydia's face and tells her like, you know, my fucking name, you know, like, and Lydia's looking at her like, okay, sure. Like, there's sure. also a change throughout the throughout the seasons because in season four, she's like, you know, I want you to capture her and bring her to me. So I know Lydia, you know, kind of resents her for not being able to put her in her place. You know, there's that dynamic there. Mm-hmm. But throughout the whole episode, you see her reveling. You see her, like, not giving a shit. When she gets back to the Waterford house and they're going to take her to the room, she looks back and she's like, I know where it is. Don't yeah. take me to my room. No, she's still but full agent. Then you slowly see how Gilead or how Aunt Lydia break her in one episode. Then we yeah. see how they try to break her through season three and season four. But in this episode, it was just one episode, how she literally from June goes back to Offred, which for me was really impressive because at the end, she is completely turned into Offred. And, and I think it had to do with that um, dialogue that Aunt Lydia tells her, you know, June is the one that's at fault. June doesn't have the opportunity. June's going to give birth and then she's going right. to die in the colonies. But Alfred has an opportunity. Like if you submit and you obey, you're going to be a good girl. If you don't, you're going to be the adulterer. Like that's why you're here because you send. Mm-hmm. And it's how they just break that apart when in the <laughs> end, she's the same person, you know, in season four, I think that's her mindset. Like, trying to realize who she is when in reality june and offred are the same person you know so that's what she tells fred you know i miss her uh her strength because she had to be strong even though june was strong because of gilead if gilead wouldn't have happened she would have stayed her normal self but because i don't think she would i don't think she was strong like i don't think she would have been strong she had the potential within her but i don't i think that it took gilead to bring that out which yeah that's 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 what i meant that's what i meant like it pushed her to be who she was you know because you know we see hints of that but this episode really plays on that and it also plays i love how it um, ends with nick yelling like june at her you know and we've been such good weather yeah so I mean, it's literally like ending it on a note of June's gone, right? June's gone, yeah, and it's Offred, and then obviously we see how she becomes. She gets back. She, she goes back, but also talking about guilt in the episode. That's what they use to break her because a lot of people question her choices, which I understand um, where she's coming from, whether I agree with them or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know. The flashback, this is where we get the flashback of, you know, the whole Annie situation, which is Book's wife. 
And we clearly see that she feels guilty about, about that whole thing. You know, it's yeah. not really clear. I just like the parallel that we're, this, this whole episode is about guilt and that's the flashback that they used just to see how she felt about that. And she says, I've, there's a voiceover that she does. I've done something uh, so big that I can't even, you know, I feel shameless. And, and it just goes back to that situation in her life, which is what made her a handmaid, actually. It's called, it's called Other Women, right? Not Other Woman? Mm-hmm. So, other I mean, Women. It, you explore a lot of other women in this episode that she's mm-hmm. hurt. She's hurt. Uh, she didn't hurt Offlin, but it's included in the episode. She hurt Annie. She hurt Omar's wife. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's multiple, and then it's her also obviously against Offred versus Jiren, and it's also her against Serena and Lydia, and it's it's all these other women that are, in many cases, hurt by her or at least opposing her. It's just like fascinating the way that they put it all together. Also, you know. The situation with Annie is what pushed, not pushed her, but caused her to be a handmaid. Right. And what she did is was what caused Omar's wife to become a handmaid and basically have the same thing that happened to June happen to the wife. You know, right. they took her child and they made her a handmaid. After she so said that was her worst case scenario, you know, that's what they threaten us with being a handmaid. And I don't know how you would let that fun. happen. I don't know how you would, you know, they would never take my child from me. I would die first, right? And yep. so now you learn Heather is now yeah a ah, brilliant so, show <laughs> brilliant um but the progress of how she deals with guilt is also interesting to me because she was devastated over omar which i mean i don't think she's not devastated by the by the pain that she's caused i think she carries it deeply within herself but she she had to harden herself in order to fight gilead you know mm-hmm. so it's i think like the soup scene that she said in an interview she said like there's nothing she can do. She has to harden herself and just like, like when the, um, you know, the other handmaid's hands are being burnt in episode one, two, one. And she said like, seeing it on screen was like chilling. But when I was in the moment, I'm just like June, I have to like compartmentalize. There's nothing I can do about it. I have to, you know, eat my soup and let them get their hands <laughs> burnt. That's fucked up. Okay, I think that's a wrap on our deep dive into season two, episode four of The Handmaid's Tale. Thank you for listening. And we hope to see you next week when we talk about season one, episode five. Bye. Bye. You know, I think about us, the three of us, what we could be. I think about it all the time. Please, it's terrible. No, it's not. I know June, she's my friend. I care about her. How's your day going? You look pretty. Thanks. I wore it just for you. Her father's a driver named Nick. He helped me to survive. Yes, you can, because I can't lose you. I'm not gonna let anything happen to you. What about you? Your girlfriend is a badass. 